Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. Our scenario is The Code. It was written by Chris Lackey, and it's part of a collection of scenarios entitled Mansions of Madness, Volume 1. It's available from the drive through RPG. Our game master is John Hook, and this is Episode 1. So without any further delays, let's begin our journey into the darkness. John? I was muted. Greetings, players. <laughs> uh, so we're going to start uh, this adventure. In, it begins a little bit differently, I think, than some. So the very first thing I want to do is I would like the players to introduce uh, their characters. So if we can, I'd like to start with Tom. Please introduce your character. All right. Um, my name is uh, Judge Reyna. Uh, I'm sorry, Judge Rainer Mesman. Uh, everybody calls me Rain. I uh, am a court judge at the Cambridge Municipal Courthouse uh, in Boston, in uh, Massachusetts. Um, I've known uh, Kenneth Connolly since we were in Harvard University together. Awesome, awesome. Um, let's start with uh, then Phil next. Phil's next. Uh, tell us about your character, please. My name is Ethan Connolly. I was also a Harvard grad. I'm a veteran. Yes, I know that you're probably staring at my ear or lack there of it. I was in the same uh, 26th Infantry out of Boston uh, with uh, my friend, uh, Dr. Connolly, and uh, was injured. Uh, actually took the shrapnel that was going to be his. So I, we are good friends and have been friends since the end of the war, although I don't see him often anymore. I currently work for a new startup called the Chrysler Car Company. I'm uh, a mechanical engineer and we're designing our first car, which of course I brought brochures for if you gentlemen would like to take a look. Oh, that's excellent, excellent. Jesse, please tell us about your character. I'm Reginald Lynch, professor of geology at Miskatonic University. Uh, I know Kenneth Connolly as a coworker, uh, fellow professor. Um, he was a mentor of mine as I first started my professorship. Um, he showed me what I needed to do in order to get around Miskatonic, uh, the who's who. And uh, when he retired not too long ago, uh, I was saddened to see him go as he was a good friend of mine. Um, but unfortunately, I haven't been able to keep in touch with him in the last five years. All right. And Matt, please tell us about your character. I will be playing Driscoll Baxton Wallace, but my friends call me Chip. I know Kenneth, uh, Kenny I like to call him, from the Arkham Regatta Club. Uh, we like to go sailing up and down the river together. Drinks, of course. Uh, professionally, I work for my father's investment firm on Wall Street, and business is booming. Awesome. It's going, it can go nowhere but up, right? Uh, so, uh, uh, listeners, as you can tell, uh, all of these uh, investigators, they all have a connection. They're all friends with a Dr. Kenneth Conley. Uh, so, in addition to being friends with Kenneth Conley, um, players, 
are any of your uh, investigators friends with each other? Does anybody already know each other? I think we kind of know each other. Okay. We've probably seen each other at parties and... High society? If any of you rub elbows in high society, you would know Chip. Yeah, we know Chip. We know Chip. And of course, uh, uh, Judge uh, Messman and, uh, uh, and Ethan Donnelly um, have... Uh, both graduated from Harvard. Right. We weren't, we weren't particularly close at Harvard, but uh, uh, Ethan hung around uh, Ken a lot, a lot, and so we, we knew each other. Um, I don't think that we were really close or friends outside of Kenny's presence. Okay. You know? But yeah, he's cool. He's a nice guy. All right. Um, all of you have received a telegram a telegram uh bidding you to come to upstate new york to uh kenneth conley's uh, uh ancestral home known as wellington manor and he would like you guys to arrive on friday april 3rd uh, for dinner, dinner time. Is this a trip that any of you take together? Or is anyone traveling together or is anyone traveling alone? I, th I think that I, after receiving the telegram, would, would ring up Rain and just to uh, find out if he would like to accompany me since we're, and, and let him know the situation. Uh, well, yeah, I would pick him up. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, we can do that. Uh, it's like a four and a half hour drive. So not not in my new Chrysler Six. We'll we'll make very good time. Well, yeah, that's I was I was I would most, for likely pretty, pretty quick most likely by rail. Yeah, that's actually I'm thinking of New York City. We're going quite a ways north there. So. Yeah, we'll make it. Yeah, we'll go together. I think Chip would probably take his own Rolls Royce up to the Hamptons. Okay. This isn't the Hamptons, but yeah. Right, right. Hampton, New York. Correct. Uh, so if, uh, if uh, Judge Messman and uh, Ethan are traveling together and Chip is traveling alone then I guess that means that um, uh, Reginald is also traveling alone? Yes, I'd, I'd most likely be taking the rail to, to go over there. Okay. Uh, I'm very much a local, a local boy with not much traveling in terms of going outside of Arkham too much, unless I have to be Boston and things of that nature. But yeah, uh, I would most likely take the rail. Okay. Uh, so you want to take a train up to uh, Hampton and then uh, – uh, somehow negotiate travel from Hampton to the, uh, to the private residence? Yes, precisely. Okay. Uh, is it possible that uh, anyone would have uh, picked you up? Any of the, uh, either Chip or, or mm -hmm. maybe the judge and Ethan, would anybody pick you yeah, up? I, I would pick him up, certainly. Okay. Yeah, that's fine, yeah. Yeah, that sounds reasonable. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
So let's um, let's bring the camera in as uh, as the judge and Ethan have uh, just picked up Reginald from the train station uh, in Hampton, New York. Ah, uh, Reginald, how was the train trip? It was it was quite lovely, quite lovely. Uh, a, a nice relaxing trip through the uh, through the through the country. It was very peaceful. Springtime, yeah, everything's come up green. Mm-hmm. All the new new leaves on the trees. Beautiful, quite quite beautiful. How's uh how's things going in Ockham? Uh, very well, very well actually. Uh, I, I'm very close to receiving my tenure over at uh, Miskatonic. Mm. Uh, I'm working on a, 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 a geological study. Uh, of the surrounding area to see if I can uh, present something to the board. Well, How things with you, of course. My life is rather boring. I'm I'm there at the <laughs> municipal court listening to people argue and fight all day long. <laughs> and what have you eaten? How are you doing? I think that this is going to be my big break. I think we're going to go places. What do you think? As I gesture my hand to the spacious interior of the car. (laughs) You know, this is not the first time that Kenny has told us that he's made the greatest discovery of all time. Yes, yes. I've I've, I've had a few visits with him prior before his retirement in regard to some of his things in the past. Quite interesting. I do love to hear the men wax lyrically about his theories and and, and possibilities. The... um, the, uh, the the manor house is new. I guess it's been in his family, but uh, I've never been there. Uh, me neither. I did not know he had a property uh, down uh, over by uh, in Hampton. Must have inherited it. A lot of work goes into renovating a, a large place like that. Maybe that's why we haven't heard from him. Well, that's possible. You know that he's got his nose in his books and his chalkboard, and uh, he's constantly scribbling. And I don't know that he'll ever come to anything. He's not. uh, He's, uh, you know, I heard at some point he was working with that fella. Oh, I don't know if Einstein was. (laughs) Yeah, he was. He was. Yeah, some some German fellow, Albert Einstein. Back in school, I actually tried to read one of his textbooks, mm-hmm. and I made it three pages into it. <laughs> well, it's not exactly mechanical engineering; it's it can be physics. rather it can be rather dense. <laughs> <laughs> the laws of physics and I deal in the the laws of the United States. <laughs> Clearly. So, how far is the drive from here to? Uh, is uh what is it uh, wellington uh manor so you have a rough idea um of its location being um just outside hampton new york um but obviously just outside is not a uh definitive address mm. um so as you are exiting uh and kind of coming out of uh, Hampton, New York proper, um, you, you're you on, uh, you're on uh, highway, state highway, 22A, 
and uh, you you do know that you should probably take um, County Road 18. But beyond that, you're not a hundred percent sure. Uh, as you're as you're kind of getting to the junction of um, 22A and 18, there on the side of the road, um, you see a um, and it's take it takes a pretty good parcel of land there is a, a Saunders General Store. Um, it's, uh, it's got some gas pumps out front. There is a, um, an attached, uh, mechanical garage. There is a very large, um, diner, uh, slash, uh, grocery store, probably slash pharmacy. Um, that's the main building, uh, right there. Um, and so as you guys, um, kind of pull into that in that parking lot, um, it uh, it's it's fortuitous timing uh, because there's a there's a Rolls Royce um, in the uh, in the parking lot that some of you recognize. Oh Jesus Christ! Oh boy! Say there, <laughs> fellas. Ah, uh, Chip, <clears throat> how you doing? Well, I know you. Hey, Chip. What are you doing up here in these hinterlands? What do you think we're doing? We're, we're, you got the same telegram we probably all got. You did? You got a, a note from Kenny saying he solved the mysteries of the universe again. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, gre yeah. Greetings, Kip. I don't believe we've had the pleasure of meeting. I'm Reginald Lynch. <laughs> oh, uh, Driscoll Wallace, but please, my friends call me Chip. <laughs> pleasure to meet you. Pleasure to meet you. That's quite the vehicle you have there. <laughs> Oh yes, it's one of my father's. He has, he has quite a fleet of cars. Very impressive, very impressive. <clears throat> Chip, you haven't said anything about uh, my new car. Which Is it course, new? Uh, yes, and, and as a matter of fact, I was uh, helped uh, Mr. Chrysler build it. If you're interested, I hand him a flyer, one of the brochures. My, it's stunning. Look at the lines on this beauty. And six cylinders. And it's really black. How does it handle after a few martinis? Well, we'll find out, won't we? I'm sure we could race all the way there. I'm going to go uh, talk to the uh, attendant. Perhaps he knows where Wellington Estate is. Good idea. Oh, jolly good, Rain. Uh, any idea where we're supposed to go? Excuse me, sir. Um, could I ask you... If you know the area, do you know where I might find the Wellington Estate, or how to get there? Uh, so yeah, there's a, there's an older gentleman behind the counter, and uh, and uh, um, he greets you as you uh, kind of come up to the counter, uh, and he's got you know all kinds of wares available. It's uh, you know the 1920s uh, equivalent of like the uh, mm -hmm. convenience store there mm -hmm. in that portion, uh, and uh, he says. Uh, uh, Wellington Manor, you say? Yes. <laughs> Quite the party, it seems like. Yes, well, you'll just take a, a 18, head that way, and uh, you'll go about uh, two and a half, almost three miles, and uh, there'll, be, uh, there'll be a gravel road. It's unmarked um, on your right. Uh, you'll be sure, don't miss it. If, uh, if you end up uh, getting to the lake, you've gone too far, but... Um, 
uh, take that gravel road and follow it along slowly, and uh, it will take you right up to uh, Wellington Manor. Oh, thank you very much. Um, we're filling up with gas outside, so uh, we'll uh, we'll pay your attendant. Thank you very much for your assistance. Oh, thank you. Have a good time. Um, he says we just go up 18. There'll be an unmarked gravel road on the on the right, um, and I don't know why I've suddenly got a, a posh <laughs> accent. Rubbing elbows with me, Royce. no doubt. The Rolls Royce is rubbing off on you, Judge. Every every time I get near that Rolls. Mm -hmm. And I, Chip, I, I I must say that the extra uh, adornments on your yacht cap are quite astonishing. Very bright. <laughs> Why, thank you. Chip, we had a smash-up regatta this year. <laughs> Chip's yeah. buying the gas. Oh, well, good. Ethan, let's see. We put these, uh, what do we put these vehicles to the test? I, I think we should. First one to the manor buys, no, last one to the manor buys the drinks. Let's hope Kenneth has got something um, in the cupboards. I... Uh, I'm sorry, guys. I can't really approve of you breaking any laws. I am a court judge, you know. But your jurisdiction certainly doesn't extend this far north. Well, uh, just close your eyes. I would say yeah. it does seem. I would say it does Justice seem is dangerous. Blind. <laughs> Justice isn't blind if we get in trouble, and well, that's what money is for. <laughs> I thought money was for enjoying life. Keep up with me if right. you can, no. Ethan. No, I'll not, try. I'll jump in the car and roar off. Not mm -hmm. too reckless, please. Okay. You can trust me. So as you can see, it's uh, it's not too far away to uh, to get from Saunders' general store to uh, Wellington Manor. All right. Simple enough. Please take it easy before we get to the gravel road. All right. Uh, so as you guys uh, travel, uh, you sure enough uh, head down 18. There's the unmarked gravel road. You turn right and uh, head up it. And, uh, you know, only a few minutes after that, you see um a, a fenced property with a very large and uh uh palatious manor standing before you okay. uh, as you guys pull into the um pull into the in, onto the grounds um you can see that the uh the house uh stands alone there's a, uh, a circle drive in front of the house and what looks like a barn not too far away. And there are uh, a few vehicles here. Uh, you can see there's a pickup truck and uh, three other cars uh, parked in the uh, circle drive. And so you guys are able to uh, just kind of pull your vehicles in and, and uh, park uh, next to either set of vehicles. I say, it looks like we won't be the only ones here uh, enjoying Kenny's company. Gentlemen, before we go in, maybe we should discuss uh, the other part of the telegram, uh, the message about not trusting uh, the sister. 
Did you? I I show my copy. Ah, uh, you you display your letter. Yes. Okay. March fourteenth, nineteen twenty-five. My dear friend, I hope this letter finds you well. I know we haven't spoken in quite some time, but my research has led me to some strange discoveries. I'm sending you this letter as a safety precaution. I'm not sure when or even if this letter will reach you, but I must ask a very bizarre favor of you. I need you to memorize this code. F is in Frank, 194-7L507L. Once you have memorized it, burn this letter. I cannot have this falling into the wrong hands. Mention it to no one that you know that you know it. Excuse me about that part. I'm sorry for not explaining more, but the less you know, the better. Please do not forget this code. It could be a matter of life and death. Hopefully, you'll never have to use it. P.S. Don't trust Elizabeth or her brother. And with that, I uh, push in the convenient located lighter in the dash of my Chrysler 6. Why, in God's name, would he trust you with that? <laughs> <laughs> Is this about the missing ear again? Yeah. Well, because we were in the war, Rain. While you were sitting with your feet up with law books, I was fighting for the country. <laughs> That's why. <clears throat> Uh, well, I must say that I actually find it slightly uncomfortable that uh, uh, he's requested this information to stay secret. <laughs> um, let's not mention it again. We don't want to get Ethan in trouble. Yes. I'm now putting it into the ashtray, and it is lit, and uh, letting it burn and closing the ashtray. Because I, I received nothing along those lines. I simply received a telegram talking about the greatest discovery. Scientific, scientific. That's that's all I got. Yes. Let's head on inside. Okay. That all right. A nice, nice place. Has anyone uh, met Elizabeth? I mean, that's a good question. Have we? Do we know no. who he's talking about? No idea. So no. we haven't met his sister and brother. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. You know, you know that uh, Kenneth has no siblings, um, and so you don't know who this uh, Elizabeth. Elizabeth and her brother okay. that were you know noted in the PS in the postscript. You don't know who that is. I don't know who that is. It has been years since you have actually uh, uh, been in uh, direct contact with Kenneth. Um, there's been some correspondence every now and then, uh, not a lot, uh, certainly no telephone calls and, uh, and, you know, clearly no in-person, uh, meetings, uh, for the last several years. It was five years ago when he, um, resigned his position at the Miskatonic University to pursue, uh, his own private projects and, and private uh, studies. Oh, he resigned instead of retired, did he, that old dog? Yes, yes, his, his absence was greatly, greatly affected. It's, it's, we lost a good this, professor. 
I wonder if he got married. I, I, (laughs) not to too high on home, but I would hope he would invite me to such an occasion. We certainly missed him around the club. Let's just pretend that whoever this Elizabeth is is charming and don't trust her. Understood. All right. Um, So you guys approach the uh, front door and knock. As you knock on the door, the um, the door is opened, and uh, and before you is uh, uh, I I would probably you know call him a young man. He's probably in his forties, mid forties. He seems uh, to be quite the um, quite the sturdy fellow. Uh, He looks uh, uh, fit and. he has a, a bald pate and he opens he's got a very nice suit on and as he opens the door uh he looks at you gentlemen and and says good evening uh, good evening i'm judge uh rainer mesman and these are my friends we're here for dinner reginald lynch where i was invited driscoll yes. kip wallace my good man ethan donnelly Yes, gentlemen, you are all uh, expected, and uh, we receive you well. Um, he uh, he stands aside, is holding the door open, and uh, he has one arm out uh, as if to um, uh, take anything. If you wish to uh, rid yourselves of coats or hats or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yes, wow. thank you, thank you. Is it a is it a nice place on the inside? It is beautiful. It is a fantastic mansion. You have just come through the uh, the front doors, and uh, he's uh, uh, the gentleman introduces himself. He says, uh, "My name is William. If you need anything, please ask. I am happy to oblige." If anyone gives him um, a hat or a coat or something, he quickly ducks into, if you're looking at the map, he quickly ducks into the room labeled uh, uh, number three, 1-3. And uh, he he deposits coats and hats there. He then steps out and looks at you, uh, gentlemen, he says, if you will follow me, please. And he begins heading down the hallway to the left uh, towards room four. As he gets to that uh, door... Uh, he opens the door, pushes it inward, pushes it open, and uh, and gestures with his hand uh, for you to enter the room. There is music coming from that room. Okay. I walk in. Is hey, uh, Kenneth here? Uh, as you walk into this room, um, it is clearly a, a parlor. There's a fireplace. There is a phonograph. Um, there is a small uh, bar cart, uh, and there are uh, three people in here. Uh, one uh, older gentleman um, uh, and two uh, younger women. Younger, they're you know mid thirties, um, and uh, and so uh, they all have drinks in hand. And as you guys uh, come in, uh, William stands at the door. Uh, until you guys all enter and uh, William uh, kind of uh, uh, once you're in announces and says uh, uh, Judge Mesmer did I say that right? Um, uh, Mr. Donnelly 
Mr. Lynch and Mr. Wallace. Good dinner evening. Says dinner will be served soon. And then he steps out and shuts the door behind him and leaves and walks away. Greetings, greetings, greetings. Uh, the older gentleman uh, comes up to you guys. As soon as I move my mouse. Uh, the older gentleman comes up to y'all and uh, uh, introduces himself. And uh, he says, uh, 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 greetings, gentlemen. Good evening. Uh, uh, Quinn, Seamus Quinn, um, at your service. Reginald Lynch, same Mr. to you. Gross. Greetings, greetings. Judge Reyna, mm. but you can call me Rain. Oh, very nice. Very nice. He's he's also got a pipe. He he. Uh, it's almost like looking in a mirror uh, between uh, <laughs> uh, Judge uh, Messman and and, uh, and Doctor Quinn. Uh, Just call me Chip. Uh, indeed. Uh, Mr. Quinn, uh, what what leads? How do you uh, are acquaint this to uh, Miss uh, Kenneth Connolly, to Doctor Connolly? Ah, well, uh, yes, uh, uh, physics, uh, don't you know? Uh, physics. I uh, I teach at Harvard, and uh, well, uh, Doctor Connolly and I have have been uh, longtime uh, uh, colleagues. We have uh, uh, collaborated on on many uh, physics papers in the past. Oh. Excellent. Uh, I'm a professor of geology myself. Uh, I worked with uh, Mr. Con- uh, Dr. Connolly uh, at Miskatonic University. Uh, he he uh, just before his retirement. <clears throat> ah, very good. Very nice. So great to meet your acquaintance. Um, if you, if please allow me to uh, to introduce our uh, uh, companions here. Uh, and he, he points at uh, uh, one woman. She's uh, got dark hair, wavy uh, hair, almost kind of like in a flapper kind of style. Uh, and he says, uh, this is uh, Miss Whitley, Miss uh, Claire Whitley. Miss Whitley, a oh, pleasure. Very nice. Charmed, sir. Charmed, ma'am. Uh, oh, very nice to make your acquaintance. Very pleased. Yes, a pleasure. A pleasure to meet you. What was the older gentleman's name again? Seamus Quinn. Dr. Seamus Quinn. Uh, and then, uh, so he, he introduces uh, Claire Whitley. And then uh, the other uh, young woman, she's got... Uh, Sandy darks, you know, or light sandy hair, uh, glasses, and uh, and he says, uh, "This is uh, Miss Carlson, Diana Carlson." A pleasure, a pleasure. And uh, and she uh, shakes hands and says, um, "Thank you. It's uh, it's my pleasure as well." And uh, and so uh, Miss Carlson um, uh, looks at you, gentlemen, and says, "Well." Um, Please, how do you know uh, uh, Kenneth? We were just going to ask you the same thing. Kenneth and I know each other. Kenny, I like to call him, from the Regatta Club in Arkham. Oh, that sounds very exciting. Just Uh, old friends. How do you know him? Uh, Diana uh, looks and says, oh, well, 
Uh, I teach. I'm, I'm a school teacher. Uh, I just teach high school. Uh, but uh, in uh, Chicago, I teach high school um, science in Chicago. But um, uh, Kenneth and I met uh, while he was living in Chicago um, and uh, got to talking about physics and it's just he's been a very fascinating individual and and uh i've really learned a lot and we just you know became good friends um and then uh, uh the woman standing next to uh, diana claire she's nodding her head and she says mm, yes i i know uh uh kenneth from chicago as well um i'm a reporter uh and i i cover uh, mostly uh fashion and and um uh, the society papers, uh, but I've been trying to break out into uh, other aspects of news. And uh, uh, well, Kenneth has been uh, assisting me to try and get some real, you know, cutting uh, science. Uh, people, you know, our readership is very much into uh, science, and so uh, it's been. He's been really. He's been able to help my career. It's been been very fantastic and very helpful have you all arrived just today yes we've only just arrived and have you discovered a liquor cabinet uh right this way and uh claire uh takes your hand chip and Ooh. says uh follow me <laughs> and uh, so she takes you right over to it's standing right next to the uh to the uh phonograph and uh, she starts mixing you a, a, a pretty martini. Wonderful. Have, have any of you had the uh, privilege of knowing what uh, Kenneth request our attention here for? And uh, Dr. Seamus uh, uh, kind of puffs out, you know, he's been drawing on his pipe and he puffs out and he goes, <laughs> not a clue, it's quite the surprise. Bit of, a, was... bit of a flair for the dramatics, I think. Yes, yes, indeed. He likes a big entrance and he likes a big surprise. I'm grateful. I was grateful for the invitation because I haven't heard from him for some time. Uh, after he retired, he kind of disappeared off the face of the earth. <laughs> uh, Ethan. Ethan. Um, one of the things, you know, um, most men who came out of the war, uh, very few men came back unscarred. Mm -hmm. um, you yourself are a, a fine example of that. And you know that uh, Kenneth is also a, uh, an example of that. Um, he, he suffered some kind of injury uh, to, his, to his left leg, to his knee, and uh, the resulting of which is um, he's had to have, after several surgeries, um, Kenneth wears like an orthopedic shoe on his left foot um, to kind of, you know, re, re give him bounce, re straighten it out, you know, because there was some tissue loss and whatnot. Um, and uh, you distinctly, because of this orthopedic shoe, Kenneth has a, uh, a very noticeable uh, gait and and sound that goes with that gate um and you hear that gate you hear the the clip clop if you will of kenneth's orthopedic shoe 
approaching the door outside. It immediately, of course, would uh, take me back to that moment, the 20th of April uh, at the front when he took that wound. I, w I was there in the trenches with him when a shell had exploded. I'm also very conscious of the ladies. Are they staring at my injury? As probably most people do. Uh, give me a um, give me a sand roll. Nope. Um, yeah. Missed it by a yard. Yeah. Um, every time you lose nothing, uh, but every time your eyes move around the room, um, you're quite aware, at least from your perspective, you're quite aware that uh, as your vision comes to a person, their vision darts away. And clearly they were, they were staring yeah. at your ear or the, the ruin yeah. of I'll what shake is your it, ear. My shaking hand, trying to make sure that nobody sees that as I draw out a Chesterfield non-filtered uh, cigarette and light it with my Zippo. Okay. Um, oh, would you mind if I have one of those? Uh, <laughs> oh, of course. Of Thank course. You. Wow. Light it. Anyone else? Of course, I have our <laughs> a American Expeditionary Force logo uh, on the outside of the lighter engraved in it as I light it. Nice. Um, the door has not opened. Well, we didn't notice, so I I would open the door, I would think, if I if I hear nothing. Okay. Uh so yeah, Ethan, you cross over to the room, you cross over to the uh to the door to this parlor, open it up, and there's no one in the hall. Hmm. Connolly, where are you? Ethan. Well, I'm sure he'll join us once he's ready. I swear to God, I heard him just down the hall, five feet away. Ethan, here, have a drink. Settle your nerves a little bit. I, I crawled into a bottle after the war. I, you know I don't touch the stuff anymore, Chip. I don't want to crawl back in. Uh, I'll, I'll take some of that. <laughs> I'll have a Manhattan. Absolutely. I'll join you. All right. So drinks are going around and, uh, you know, five minutes pass, 10 minutes pass. You guys are all kind of starting to, you know, the small talk is, is dying down. People are shuffling their feet, wondering, um, where's your host? Where is Kenneth? Where's um, that? Where's the young man that let us in? What was his name? Well, William. Seamus. Yes. Or was it? Was it? Yeah, William. 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 Yeah. William. Uh, uh, Seamus. Doctor. Doctor. Yeah, Seamus yeah, Quinn yeah. is is in the room with you. Uh, and so as you're as uh, Chip, as you're wondering about uh, the whereabouts of William, um, suddenly you, you guys hear uh, some you know, feet outside uh, coming up to the door quite quickly. Uh, and the, the door to the parlor bursts open. William steps in and he says, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I have news. I, 
our host, our, 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 you know, your friend, uh, Dr. Conley is, is gone. He's, he's, he's missing. <laughs> Don't be preposterous. I just heard his gate. I would know his gate from a thousand miles away. I, is, is I assure of, you, sir. Is some sort of parlor trick? It's, Are you saying is, that I'm perhaps mistaken, William? It, gentlemen, it's 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 all part because I don't show. have an ear, perhaps. That that was not my my intention, sir. Please, you have my apologies. He's in his face now, of course, just like. What do you mean that he's missing? And will this delay dinner? Um, and then uh, Claire uh, comes up and uh, kind of puts her arm on uh, on uh, William and says, "Well, uh, perhaps I think what uh, Mr. Donnelly is uh, is asking William is uh, where was the last place that you saw him?" And uh, and you can see that you know William was getting a little bit like you could kind of see just kind of under the under the covers, there was a little bit of boiling water kind of starting to grow, you know, as, as Ethan was starting to confront with William. Uh, but, uh, but Miss Whitley kind of stepped in and, and kind of tried to cool that down. And so William uh, kind of, you know, clears his health and he looks at, uh, at Whitley and says, uh, Madam, uh, uh, the library uh, last week, last I saw and knew of, uh, Dr. Connolly's whereabouts in the home was in the library. Ethan, perhaps that's where you heard him shuffling about between his books. Let's go to the library. I think and this is going to be another one of those treasure hunts. William kind of looks at the entire crowd and nods and says, yes, of, of course. If you will follow me to the library. Uh, and so uh, he, he begins a uh, leading this procession line uh and so as as you exit out of the uh parlor you make a right as if you're going back towards the front door uh but in, uh, just past the front door uh right next to the uh, coat closet where he deposited coats and hats um uh, there's a very large room with double doors and so as as uh, william gets to those doors he kind of you know, grabs the handles and, and pulls them open, and you see this very grand and very large room called a library by William, uh, but it, it seems like unlike any library any of you have ever seen before. Um, yes, there are bookshelves uh, throughout this room, but there are also uh, tables throughout this room covered with all kinds of uh, small gadgets and uh, 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 kinds of paper, scattered paperwork everywhere. Um, and then in the center of this room is a is a strange looking uh, mannequin type of device. Right? It, it looks like a it looks like a uh, uh, a tripod of some sort with with a strange contraption on it displayed on it and as you look at this contraption it looks like it's um 
it looks like it's primarily a, a very large uh, brass and leather and uh, and and uh, tubings and and Edison lights screwed onto this thing, and it looks like it's a backpack of some sort with all kinds of brass cylinders on it. And this backpack has um, a, a buckling system, um, like a like a four point harness uh, that would you know snap together in the center of your chest in order to hold this uh, rather substantial. Uh, backpack and then there's tubes and wires that come out from that and they flow out to uh, a pair of gloves that are that are kind of affixed on this mannequin uh, so the arms are kind of out and then there's more tubes and wires that that go down and there's uh, like this uh, shin guard and 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 uh, thigh guard kind of plating and the, the the wires and more Edison lights are kind of screwed into those pieces and then there's also uh, tubes and wires that come up out of the top and it attaches to some kind of helmet device with a chin strap and big several Edison lights and things are on that and the, the, the headpiece is uh, trimmed out in brass and what's interesting about all this too is that from the backpack which truly is like the, the heart of this device uh, it almost looks like there's a secondary set but it looks like it's truly a, a secondary almost like passenger system of a of a second hat and a second pair of gloves and a second pair of like thigh and shin guards but they don't they're not as uh, ornate as the primary set um, everyone give me a spot hidden as you're looking at this very strange technological wonder. Ooh, ninety nine. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even a, see the. You don't even see the device in the room. I got a a nineteen out of forty, which is a hard. I also okay. rolled a hard success, which surprises Excellent. Chip. I also did. I say, what manner of device is this? Like something from a Jules Verne novel. Yes. Uh, so those of you who had the hard success or better. Um, on the left gauntlet, uh, because these things, it, it, it doesn't look just like a leather gauntlet, you know, uh, up to your elbow kind of gauntlet. It, it's built up, you know, all of the pieces are, are built up, you know, there's all kinds of uh, things that are attached to it. But on the left gauntlet, it, it, it does look like there's almost, almost by design, there, it looks like there's a void. It looks like there's a chunk that's missing. Um, it's probably, you know, it'd be on the left forearm and it looks like it's about um, two inches wide and it's about uh, five inches long. And the, the void is about an inch in depth. So there's this, there's this void as if something is missing in that piece that needs to go there. And those of you who had the, uh, the successful spot hidden, you notice that there's a void. I say I, I have never seen a contraption such as this. Well, don't touch anything. And you can oh. see uh, uh, Dr. Seamus is a kid in a candy store. And he's like, my word, what is this? And he begins to circle around it like a shark and and he and he starts looking at the tables that are nearby 
And he's like, what? What is Kenneth working on? William, William, what do you know of this? I apologize, sir. I have no idea what is going on here. Yes, um, Dr. Quinn, you're probably the only person who would have a clue as to what's going on here. Except maybe uh, Ethan, he's a mechanical engineer. Well, I, I, I look around for any uh, instructions. Okay, the, give, me a, give me a spot hidden. Yeah, blueprints is something. Yeah, uh, that is a pass, 63. Or actually, I'm going to have to burn luck, three luck to make that work. Great. So I'm looking through his papers, you know, for any descriptive information. Also, I wanted to ask if, um, did you say that it comes with boots? Yeah, it's uh, not boots per se, but it's like uh, strap-on shin guards, strap-on thigh guards. So you, you would wear your own footwear, uh, but you've got the shin guards, the thigh guards, the, the gauntlets, the helmet, and all that is, is through tubing and wires and whatnot um, connected to that very substantial uh, backpack that uh, connects and clicks on a, on a harness on your chest. And there's a bunch of like devices, you know, buttons and Edison uh, bulbs and things like that on this too. Now, you said that it looks well. Is it looks like something that you would put on yourself? It certainly does. Okay. It, it looks it, like it looks like a suit. It doesn't look like a mannequin. Right. The mannequin is uh, displaying. The okay. suit. So it's just on the mannequin. Okay, it's just on the mannequin. There's well, a we could... smaller passenger one or something? Yeah. Yeah. So there's like two suits. It's like two suits, but with one backpack. Like you would put on the one suit and then you'd put the bigger suit on the on Yeah, the primary driver would wear the primary stuff and would have the backpack clicked to their chest. And then the the passenger would be standing oh. you know close enough that you basically hugging the guy but you're standing you know close enough uh, to have your arm around him but you would have helmet gloves and and shin guards with no backpack you're you're, you're attached to the primary backpack so like two people like this yeah yeah or you know they could even stand side by side you know okay uh it, it's got enough play you know for you to have a little bit of room i um, noticed fellows that there's something missing from the left forearm there's a space there well and perhaps I, he can explain to us when we find him and i'll yell out his nickname only this time with a military yell and i'll yell out big brain because that's what we called him back in the unit and I'll say, the Huns are on the run. Where are you? No response. Uh, also, Ethan, you had been looking around on the tables, and you mm -hmm. did find a, a small stack of notes, okay? Mm -hmm. uh, and so as you kind of go through those notes, um, I'll just read them real quick because they're, they're not that many here, and it's not an official handout. Uh, but it says, um, you find a set of notes that say, the modifications have enabled an oscillating frequency to compensate for temporal shift. There's another note that says, the gravity dampener maintains the core polarity 99.993%. And a, another note, 
temporal plasma conduit running hot. Need to recalibrate the matter stream. And the final note that you found says, time matter field capacitors are reducing the quantum degradation to almost 0.03% with many exclamation points after that. Gentlemen, um, our friend might be injured somewhere in the house. He could have fallen or he could be, uh, he could have had a heart attack. We need to search the house quickly. When, when I heard or thought I heard his limping gait, how far did I approximate that noise to be? Knowing that I, I, uh, my listen roll is half. You know, I have a very poor listen roll. Right. No, he sounded at that time like he, I mean, your brain, you know, kind of fills in gaps. And when your brain was hearing that sound, your brain was telling you, look at the door. Kenneth's about to open it up. I mean, you, your brain was telling you that doorknob is about to turn, and yet it never did. Well, I think my paranoia about the other part of the, the message about not trusting Elizabeth, who we, we have yet to meet, uh, I'm, I'm beginning to look very concerned. And well, I look at, is William still in the room? William is still in the room. I, I turn around and say, William, are you a veteran? Were you in the war? You look like a, a man of your age should have been in the service. Oh, here we go. I'm uh, going to go he, search the house. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll go with Judge. Okay. No, I'll stay here. This could be entertaining. <laughs> it's uh, just a simple question. William. William, William looks at you and says, no, I did not serve. Okay, well, uh, the only reason I'm bringing it up is that we have a brotherhood and a camaraderie. And we play jokes like this on each other from time to time out in the field. Uh, but in all of my memory of Dr. Donnelly, uh, he was never one for these sorts of jokes. So if something has happened to my very good friend and brother, William, and you have anything to do with it, I would be uh, very, very disappointed. So tell me, is this a joke? Where is he? And my patience is at an end. And don't say anything about his ear. And William, <laughs> William, William kind of looks at his feet and you can see, you know, his teeth, his lips are moving his teeth and, and he's like, Sir and uh, Claire again steps in between you guys, and uh, and says, "William, dear, why don't you finish and uh, prepare dinner? Uh, the judge has the right idea. We should search the house. He can't be far. Let's let's just look through the through the house. It'll be fun. Let's look through the house and find him. Please uh, run along, William. Run along, and uh, and so he." He kind of side eyes Claire, and then and then just just looks at Ethan. Ethan, you can give me a uh, psychology roll. Uh, uh, by the way, William, one other thing: I was runner up in the all pugilist competition in the army in 1917, and that is uh, a 14. Okay. Um, Ethan, you have 
you have seen as in your time in the army in the, in the war you have seen uh, especially when tensions were running high and uh, men started turning on each other for no reason mm-hmm. you know just just they're scared and they just started getting angry and um, you've seen the kind of look that mm-hmm. William has on his face right now. You've seen that before in men back in the service, right before they chose to just lose it and start start a, a, a brawl with someone, mm-hmm. okay? Um, but uh, uh, Claire has kind of stepped in and she's kind of, you know, patted him on the arm and she's, she's turned him around and said, just uh, please just go ahead and, and uh, uh, get dinner ready. And uh, we're going to, we're going to find Kenneth and then uh, we'll all, we'll all be able to laugh at this over dinner. So please <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. And so as, uh, as William, you know, uh, glared at you, side-eyed uh, uh, Claire, he turns and, and he says, yes, ma'am. And he turns and he exits the library. And uh, Claire turns around. And she goes, "Okay, okay, <laughs> Judge, I like your idea." And so she slides up and holds Judge's arm. Oh, I didn't wait for any of this. I left. <laughs> oh, you already left. All right. The yeah. Judge left. And, and hey, Reginald, Claire. Reginald has left because you were going with the judge. Okay. Yeah. So you guys have left. So then Claire is like, uh, she's kind of clapping. She says, "All right, well." Let's go looking for uh, for Kenneth. So uh, since y'all have already started to split off, let's move the camera and uh, and join uh, uh, Judge and uh, Reginald. Uh, so as you as you leave the library, the the main floor is uh, quite spacious. There's a very grand staircase that goes up. Um, but there's also uh, some other areas of the first floor um, that you haven't had an opportunity to look at. Um, do you have any place in mind that you want to go? Yeah. You you do know from when you were outside looking at the building that it is a three-story uh, home and probably with, uh, you know, maybe An attic, attic space well, above, yeah. but, but there's truly three, you know, grand uh, full levels. I, I, I tend to be a right-hand person, so I go to the next door on my right, which would be uh, 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 number 13, and I'm going to work my way around, 13, 11, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, that direction. Okay. And I'm just, I'm not going to search the rooms. I'm going to open the door, look inside. If he's not there, I go to the next room. Yeah, if, if, sure. if any place we look is like there's doors across from each other, I'll probably be across yeah. from you but i'm not separating from him yeah i don't think that he's hiding under the bed or uh, <laughs> or hiding behind a picture frame <laughs> right right uh, so as you uh as you exit as uh reginald as you and uh, the judge uh exit the library you kind of hook around to the right staying on this first floor um that first door that you open up uh even before you open the door um there's uh some uh pleasant aromas uh coming from there as you open up the door it's the kitchen 
Uh, and you can see that uh, William uh, clearly has his hands full as there's uh, quite a bit uh, going on um, okay. in the kitchen here. Yep. Just making sure he's not lying on the floor or something. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, and so then as you kind of, you know, bop around and, and, uh, uh, start checking out, um, other rooms, um, you can see that, uh, you know, again, just kind of opening the door, you see room 11 has, it's a, it's, it's an eating room, but it's got a small table, you know, it's a small footprint. Uh, and, right. and as you go to room 10, it's a, it's a much more grand it's dining nice. room, oh, okay. very long table, you know, fantastic furniture, you know, uh, windows and a, and a patio, you know, French doors that, that go out to the rear patio. Okay. So, uh, but it's taking you guys a little bit of time, you know, by the time you're opening up, uh, the uh, dining room doors uh, you can hear Claire clapping in the doorway in the threshold of uh, of the library because she's just uh, she's just basically uh, exited William and uh, she's returned her attention to uh, Ethan and Chip and the others in the in the library and says well, yes let's uh, let's let's start searching the house uh, so uh, Chip and Ethan what are y'all's uh, uh, reactions to that. Can, can I make a spot hidden roll to see if William is armed? Uh, you may. <laughs> um, it's not for the kitchen. Uh, that is a 44 out of 60. Okay. Um, Looking for a bulge in the back of his uh, you know, pants where his belt meets. Uh, I I'll say this. the uh, A standard success is not good enough. Better luck. <laughs> well, since the judge has gone to the right, let's go to the left. What do you say, Chip? Or will your Margaret or will your uh, Manhattan uh, Manhattan <laughs> make it that far? Or do you need another one? Perhaps you should just stay here. Oh, uh, uh, what was that? I said I'm interested in talking with Claire. Claire, you're a school teacher. Is that right? <laughs> Uh, Diana says, uh, Diana answers your question. Says, yes, I, I am a school teacher. Claire, who uh, pushed uh, William out the door, she's, she's that reporter. Oh, a reporter. She certainly has the skills of someone who deals with children. Ethan, certainly. Let's uh, go to the left and, and toss the house. Uh, uh, so can, so can you I, guys are exiting the library? Sure. I wanted to make a, a mechanical uh, or an electrical engineering role. Is this a battery pack that's on the back that runs the Edison bulbs, like a DC current? Is it something that I'm familiar with? I mean, obviously the the Edison bulbs. I, I'm trying to get a, a, an understanding of what this is. Yeah, give me an uh, electrical repair roll. Okay, uh, that is going to be seventy. And 79, I'll burn uh, nine luck. All right. It was difficult. <laughs> it was difficult. And the reason it was so difficult is uh, Kenneth seems to have been uh, uh, wiring batteries together, you know, kind of getting um, uh, concurrent batteries to, to, to ch carry a larger, um, a larger charge 
but he's he's doing them in a, in a very unusual way, uh, a manner in which you've never seen before. And conventional uh, electrical engineering would would tell you that this is uh, madness that that no one would uh, um, would you know connect a uh, uh, an electrical setup like this. Um, you would you know you would run the risk of batteries just simply draining and uh, you know. Uh, uncontrollable surges and things like that but there's also other electronical and mechanical um, pieces that have been added to this that uh, their uh, purposes um, astound you and, and confuse you at this time maybe if you had more time to study the suit or study the notes uh, you might be able to get something out of that but there's nothing uh, in my uh, search that indicates uh, an object that's two inches long by five inches deep. No nothing that's in the knickknacks that are surrounding me would fit into that hole. Correct. Nothing, uh, nothing would do that. Okay, moving on. But staying behind William, I I'm not going to have him behind me. I William went to the kitchen. What 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 is the issue with William? He's just the help. That's what you would think, Chip. I understand that, but I've seen this before. Something's going on here. You've seen I William him, before. I trust him as about as much as I trust a hun. Uh, so uh, Ethan and and Chip, uh, you guys are staying on the ground floor and uh, going in a left. different. To, uh, uh, the judge went to the right. We're going yep. to the left. Yep. So, uh, so essentially, left means you're just going to go straight ahead, past the parlor, and kind of start checking out around that area. But you're staying on the ground floor, um, and uh, Claire uh, joins you. Um, Doctor Seamus, um, <laughs> Doctor Seamus, uh, and um, Ms. Carlson, uh, the teacher. Uh, they mentioned that because uh, Seamus now has got uh, an armload of notes from the from the table. He's got an armload of notes in his uh, hands. Uh, 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 Seamus, uh, you are a Harvard grad, or did you just do your doctorate at Harvard? Perhaps you can familiarize myself with the fight song for Harvard. And he recites it perfectly. Hmm. He I'm says, satisfied. He says, uh, I, I plan to, uh, to study these. Uh, please find well, Kenneth. And, and this why don't you is, wait until you have his permission to do so? How about that? Uh, when if, you know, this is cutting edge physics, and I, it's something that I cannot turn away from. No, no, no. You will turn away from his private papers, and you'll put them on the desk, intimidate as I get uh, into his face. All right, go ahead. Oh, 18. All right, yeah. Uh, so he, he, he puts the papers down in a huff, and then he says, well. Yes, well, let's move on, shall we? And I'll I grab give the papers. Give him a sympathetic shrug. Come along. And I point, and I point uh, to the missing ear. <laughs> I said, Come along, uh, Miss Carlson, and uh, and he says, "Why don't we look for Kenneth upstairs?" And uh, and they 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 exit the uh, library empty-handed. 
Oh, Dr. Seamus, one last thing. Could you tell me the name of one paper that you worked on? I'm sure it's nothing that you would understand. No, no. I'm sorry. I, did I also? Oh, I'm sorry. Was I not speaking well? loud enough? Here, turn to oh, the correct ear. A, no, that would get a punch for sure. That would get a brawl. All right, go ahead. Uh, 13. Okay. Uh, slam, and I have a, a damage bonus on top of that, a D4. Okay, go ahead. What's your damage? But no wonder we don't let you into the club, Ethan. <laughs> I mean, I, I think the true error here was making fun of a wounded veteran. <laughs> Four. Probably broke his jaw. Uh, you broke his nose. Uh, so he, you you splash his nose, and blood goes everywhere. Where were you when I was deep in blood in the trenches, doctor? <laughs> uh, and as soon as you punch him, he doesn't answer you. Uh, uh, Miss Carlson comes up, and, and she starts ineffectively uh, slapping at you to uh, to get you away from him. Do I get do away? I, get away! What, what in the hell is going on over here? Ethan, my good man, that's yeah, uh, of a judge, judge, Reginald, you guys uh, see the scuffling occurring near the stairs. Oh, there wasn't much of a scuffle. <laughs> <laughs> Ethan, pull yourself together. You're in the Jones house. I, I said it is rather uncouth. Judge, it, perhaps you can familiarize me with the law. What does the law say about taking somebody's personal letters and patents, perhaps? The law, I didn't see study. anything other than you striking this man who's Ethan. a guest in this house. Ethan, so Actually, loud. Judge, I thought you were further down the e hall. I Ethan, I, 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 this quickly. <laughs> I just, I'm literally just across the room. Yeah. He made oh. fun of my ear. Oh, he made fun of your ear. We've all made fun of your ear. Get over you it. You are my friend. <laughs> yeah, and go sit over there. Go sit over there and cool Dr. off. Dr. Quinn. I will I not must. be a chastised child. This man was trying I to I must apologize for that. That's a, that is an order from a judge. That is an order from a judge. If this you don't do it, I will hold you. Judge. I will hold you in contempt of court. <laughs> do it. respect for you, but I hand you the papers. I hand the judge the papers that the doctor had tried to take with him. Yes, do Ethan, you, good idea. Let's not give these to the one person who might understand them. Do Let's you realize? And publish them later for profit, Chip. Do you realize that our friend might be dying somewhere in this house? And he none might of be you in seem the bathroom. To, none of you seem to care. You're fighting over papers. Yeah, I take I the papers. Dying, and I these put people could the have something to I'll, do with it, Judge. I'll lean over and try to help uh, Quinn up uh, to, to, yeah, to get him so up. Yeah, so you, you and, and Diana are hold, are helping Quinn stand up, and uh, and uh, Diana has like pulled a kerchief out and holding it to his nose, and uh, and she starts leading uh, Quinn. Um, Dr. Quinn to the parlor to oh, sit excuse down. Excuse me, ladies, who is Elizabeth? <laughs> and, are are and, you just going to spend all night grilling everyone in this house? If that's what Ethan. it takes to find my friend, you're How about damn looking? right I will. How about Ethan, looking for your friend? Look. Who let's is Elizabeth? Look. And uh, the women are and like... where is she? 
the women are just standing there going, what are you talking about? Well, Diana yeah, says, Elizabeth? Diana, uh, you know, has anger in her face as she's holding a, uh, a kerchief to Dr. Seamus, uh, Dr. Quinn's uh, nose. And she goes, she goes, I will, you're a lunatic. I, I have no idea what you're talking about. I will, I, I will walk. Hold on. Oh, okay. God. Can I make a psych roll? To, oh, for uh, Diana? Her, yeah, go ahead. Uh, for that being a bold-faced lie. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, that is a 98. <laughs> seems, seems truthful to you. And she storms off with Dr. Quinn as they walk to the parlor so that he can relax and, uh, and get his bleeding nose under control. Yeah, I feel terrible. <laughs> Not you as bad as, as Quinn just feels. In the same room. You I have sat- absolutely no reason to distrust anyone in this house until you find some evidence. I was attacking Don- everyone. Mr. Donnelly, I, I find your behavior quite brutish, and I hope to see some more decorum from me going forward. We well, are here in a friend's house to hopefully find him and solve his situation. Have we, I understand. Have we- I understand the pressures of the situation but we need to take it slow. Have we covered all of the rooms on this floor? Uh, no. There's still some other uh, smaller rooms. Six, towards seven, the, and five. Towards the west side of the house, yeah. yeah. Please, uh, Mr. Um, Please, Mr. Donnelly, help us look through the rooms. <laughs> what do you think I've been doing? Where are you? And I yell He's out been beating again. up the guests. I'll beat um, up any man who makes fun of the injury that I took for this country, Chip. He should be the one called Chip. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and as as uh, uh, Ethan, as you're having this uh, scuffling and everything, you notice uh, Claire um, is uh, kind of staring at you, and she's uh, she's big eyed, and she Ooh. has this. Uh, smile on her face and she she kind of steps up to you and she goes I have never seen anyone be so bold before does it excite you miss is that okay absolutely (laughs) let's go look together let's work as a team and she slips her arm around yours. Yeah, and we'll go to the right or as further from the rest of the players as possible. Uh, she says, uh, I mean, she, she starts pulling you towards the stairs then. Let's go. All right. So uh, Claire and Ethan are heading for the stairs. Do you guys want to finish on the ground floor? Yes, of course. Yeah. All right. Five, six, and seven. Jesus Christ, did he drink before he got here? Unfortunately, no. It He's the one who helped. He's the one who drove us up is here. He, but is he on opium or morphine? No. Or? He's just on Ethan. <laughs> Maybe he should go he should go back. He should definitely go back on the on the on the drinking. <laughs> All right. You know, here's the thing. A judge of a court is the one who saw, and I have to report that if it ever comes up. If he wants to press charges, That's Ethan's it. screwed. Uh. <laughs> uh, judge, let's just look for Kenny. Yeah, definitely. Find him. Got three rooms. That's. I mean, five everyone is overreacting here. Kenny could just be upstairs. He could be. We don't care if he's upstairs. There's no problem. 
But if he's dying upstairs, why do we, we were all, all of a sudden think he's dying? Because Let's just look not, through the house. Because Let's he's just, not showing up. Let's just look for the, the man and we'll see what happens next. Judge, do you keep people of comp the company you keep, if they don't arrive for an appointment, you think they're dying? <laughs> my you, friends are my, usually flawless. My Wallace. only concern, my only concernship is that it is his domicile. So I Wallace. would expect him to be here. Wallace, do you recall when William came in and told us he was missing? Oh, I do now. <laughs> Perhaps All we right. should take your Manhattans away from you. Hey, let's check this. these three rooms. Okay. okay. Uh, so you guys head down and uh, start checking out, uh, start going into that area. Uh, who wants to open the door to room five? I'm assuming that's the first one you want. Or do you want to check six? What do you want to yeah, do? Yeah, I think we're coming from that other direction. So six. Yeah, you're, you're walking in front of room four. So... Technically, the door to room six really is first for you, and then it'd be five. Then you kind of go around the corner. One room is unlabeled. I don't know why it's not labeled. Um, so we'll Looks just like a closet. It's a, yeah, we'll assume it's or a, closet. a toilet. Yeah. yeah. Oh, hey, let's assume it's that. All right. <laughs> All right. Check, well, check check the water closet. See if he's uh, 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 right after you. <laughs> Uh, so who's who's check, are y'all checking the rooms together all as a group or are you spreading out and three well, men are doing just opening the door. Uh, we're just opening the doors. I don't think any of us are going in until one of us discovers something. Who's yeah, opening I'm not six? Gonna touch anything. So my assumption is it's three people, three doors. Who's exactly. opening six? I'll take six. All right. Who's opening the water closet? I guess I'll do it. <laughs> okay. Chip, are you opening five? No, Chip is watching other people work. It's what he does. Okay, so Chip is just kind of hanging back and not really doing anything, right? All right. Um, yeah, so uh, uh, Judge, you open up uh, door six, and you can see that it's a very small, uh, it looks like it might be like a servant's quarters, um, okay. but um, um, it, it it's very neat and tidy. Okay. Um. Reginald, you walk down the hall to the door on the end, not door five, but the one that's unlabeled. Mm -hmm. And uh, sure enough, it's a water closet. <laughs> um, and then, uh, Chip, you're just kind of uh, sipping on a drink, uh, probably near door uh, four. You know, the, the parlor, that's where uh, Dr. Quinn and uh, Diana went in. And you can hear Dr. Quinn uh, moaning and, and complaining about uh, that ruffian Ethan. Um so, um, Reginald, give me a spot hidden, please. Spot hidden. Awesome. 17. Uh, regular success. Oh, wait, no. Hard success. <laughs> uh, so, Reg uh, Reginald, as you opened up the door to the, uh, to the water closet and you were like, yep, it's a water closet, you're closing the door and you're pivoting back to um, check on your buddies and maybe address and see what they're, you know, what have they discovered yet? And if uh, if you, um, uh, do you need to see the map again? But there's like a short hallway mm -hmm. that that ran northward from where you're at, right. okay? Um, and and it kind of opened up into a into a space um, over there. Yeah. 
I, I, so yeah, I'll go. I'll go see what, what well, that was. Actually, well, so let me. Let He's me, standing right next to five. So why doesn't he open? You it? are standing right next to five. But what I'm saying is, you, um, you, let's see. Yeah, you, uh, you opened up the water closet and and looking in uh, and just your eyes glanced towards one. In, Towards yeah, towards eight area eight. But as your eyes glanced towards area eight, um, you saw movement as somebody uh, stepped out of the way and and hid themselves back on what would be like the north side of room six. You know, right. kind of out of the way. Right. right, right. Um, but what what struck you odd? Mm-hmm. What struck you odd is. Um, this person that kind of stepped out of the way um, had an v- incredibly strange uh, profile to them. Um, the leg that you saw, the back was tipped forward and it looked segmented. And the, the leg that you saw just before it disappeared, it looked like it had two sets of knees uh so one and then another set that made it bend the other way so the rear leg had like that z shape yeah had a z shape to it um my first my first instinct is to just not shout but just say loudly i was like i say who's there and i go move in that direction okay uh yeah so you go up that uh that short hallway uh, northward just to kind of get past rooms uh, seven and six mm-hmm. and as you do that um, there's no one there there's no one standing in that zone mm. where you just saw I mean you just saw him there like a second ago yeah. and you got over there nothing nobody I'll, I'll walk back over to where Rain and Chip are and I was like I say I just saw I, I thought I saw somebody in the hall uh, and it you thought you saw Kenny no, Must I, have. I, I caught a glimpse of a leg, but it, it, it seemed like something out of a, a wolf or something along, you know, a, a, an extra limb or... You think you saw a wolf leg? N- not furry. I, I can't really describe it. I swear, it looked like a segmented bent leg. I'm going to open up door number five. <laughs> okay. Uh, Chip, you're just kind of standing in the hallway. I, 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 look, where, I yeah. look where he's pointing, but I don't. I see stairs. I don't see anything. I kind of right. just holding my head. I'm like, I only had one of your drinks, Chip. I, I, Reginald. That's the problem. <laughs> exactly. Reginald and Chip, they're having that conversation. And uh, Judge, you open up uh, door five. Um, and you find it's another um, uh, set of, of like servant quarters. Uh-huh. Um, there's a gentleman in here. Um, he's on the other side of the room. He's standing near the window, and his back is towards you. Um, excuse me. And, uh, and you say, "Excuse me, my you're standing in the doorway, right? You're st- standing in the threshold, right?" You say, "Excuse me," and this guy, like, spins, does this about face, and I mean, he moved fast, and he's kind of hunched over, and. Um, and uh well give me a spot hidden uh let's see uh 30 out of 40 um 
yeah, in the in the blink of him spinning around and kind of startled you a little bit, um, you are able to uh, get some facial recognition uh, because this guy looks shabby. Uh, he's got really short, uh, shaggy hair. He's got uh, several days of growth on his face. And uh, he's got these wild eyes. He spun around. His clothing is looking a little bit uh, shoveled and disheveled. And, and he's, he's, holding, he's holding an axe. And, and he spun around when you said, excuse me. And he just looks dead at you. And you recognize him. It's William. He looks dead at you. And he says, you're never going to take me alive. And he charges at you, axe raised. Um, I <laughs> back away quickly, so I'm actually heading towards eight, right? Um, which now, is actually where where Lynch was. Yeah. Yes. Right. Correct. Um, uh, do you just leave the door open? I I probably just back up quickly. I'm okay. I'm surprised. Yeah. All right. Uh, what is your uh, dex? My dex is 50. All right. Let me double check something. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah. So, um, are you running backwards or do you turn and run? I I am literally moving backwards, not so much as a run. I think that when he comes at me, I'm just going to fall backwards onto the ground. Okay. Yeah, uh, he comes charging at you, axe raised high, and oh he's going to try. He's going to try and uh, bring it down on you. Okay. Does Reginald and uh, <laughs> yeah, of course we're going to uh, They. They don't know what's going on yet. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to try to dodge, I suppose, but... Yeah, give me a dodge. Got a 17. Okay. Uh, I mean, that's a that sounds like it's a success. Actually, that is... That's as much dodge as I have. <laughs> this close. All right. So he shaves a, my a, beard off. A standard success dodge will be a standard success attack. Uh, so yeah, you start. You fall back as he uh, swings the axe. You're scrambling. You fall on your on your ass, and you start. You know, kind of uh, backpedaling, and this axe head this fire axe axe head it buries itself into the wood floor right right between your legs like it could have been your it could have been your bris um, <laughs> but you you scrambled out of the way just in time and uh uh and, and he looks at you and he just says i'm gonna fucking kill you um what do you do well i screamed reginald yeah and i'm I, trying I, to back away Okay. So, right. Do you run away or crawl? I'm still on my ass, so I'm crawling away. Well, you can scramble. You can turn and run. All right. I'm going to scramble for that. Is it a staircase going up or down? Uh oh, in room in area eight. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in area eight, that is a that is one of those uh, metal spiral staircases. Right. It's a, it's basically the servants' uh, stairwell. Right. 
Right. I'm going to uh, try to get on the other side of it from where. Okay. Yeah, you are able to scramble, bolt, and run. And Reginald and Chip, you guys see, um, you guys see the judge uh, running for his life as he runs and hides behind the uh, the metal staircase, the corkscrewing staircase that uh, uh, servants use. Um, I assume we don't see what he's running from. We don't see what he's running from. Well, you no. heard that. Oh, you heard the screaming, obviously. Uh, I'm going to kill I mean, you. Right? You heard the judge screaming. Okay. Did we hear the axe into the floor? <laughs> no. I'm like, wait, judge, where where are you going? <laughs> and I'm, I'm like trying to make sure I'm staying on the other side of the metal. So if he goes that way, I go this way. <laughs> you And you don't see William. What? Reginald, William's here somewhere. He's got William. an axe. Well, he and should be making dinner, shouldn't he? He's got I, a fucking axe. He swung it at me. I would hope he'd be upstairs after eating. <laughs> it's amazing how many people argue with me when I tell them that I, he's... I, I'm looking around a corner. He's got I'm to be here of, in the room somewhere. He was in room five. I mean, okay. I wouldn't I, say I, room I, five, but... I'm not going out in the open, but I am worried because he said there's a guy off an axe. So I am. No, no, let's stick together. Let's all well, let's all stick right close together. We'll go look in number five. <laughs> let's okay. So <laughs> let's just take a look. <laughs> let's just look. Come on, and is don't there, knock my drink. Is can I see a place in the floor where the axe hit? You go back to where you know you were sitting on the floor. You know. The axe buried itself into the wood floor. There is not a mar. There's not a scratch. I, are, you fine. are you okay, Judge? I don't know. Maybe I need to sit down. This is the room that you thought you saw William in. Yeah, we William, take a peek. We'll take William a look in the room. Was there? He turned around. He looked all disheveled. He had a fire axe. He, disheveled. Uh, he, we just saw him a few he, minutes ago. He screamed at me. He came oh, running at me with the axe. He swung it. I fell. He buried it in the floor. I scrambled away from him. Hmm, this all no happened mark. a moment ago. Judge, there's no mark in the floor. I can see there's no fucking mark in the floor. <laughs> I, I look yeah. in the room a little more thoroughly that he's saying that he saw him in. Uh, yeah, go ahead. You guys can do spot hints if you want. Hidden. Maybe there's a secret passage, Josh. I, 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 I need to I think there's down. a secret passage, like in one of your mystery novels. Failure. 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 Yeah, everything, everything seems fine in here. Uh, so while you, while you guys are, are confused and kind of looking around in that uh, bedroom, uh, the camera moves as um, Claire and Ethan uh, ascend the grand stairwell, the central grand stairwell in the home, and uh, they ascend to the second floor. Um, do I need to do a sanity roll? Oh, yes. Yes, please do. <laughs> I failed. <laughs> uh, you lose one. All right. One. I lost 15. <laughs> <laughs> so... Ethan and Claire, you guys come up to the second floor and the grand staircase does continue on up 
to what would be the third floor. Uh, but you are here on the second floor, um, and uh, Claire seems quite content to follow your lead, uh, Ethan. Okay. I, I would and you say... Can, you, you've been feeling her trying to very subtly uh, feel the, the muscles in your arm. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I stop um, three or four steps up the stairs and look at her right in her eyes. Claire, uh, is she carrying a purse? She is not. Claire, I do you like guns, Claire? And um, give me a psychology. Thirty-three. Oh, I don't have the luck. She, uh, she, you know, a, a second, you know, her other hand is now kind of holding your other arm and she kind of gets closer to you and she goes, do you like guns? I have one. I love them. They remind me of what's right and true. And also they protect me from people that could be leading me into harm's way. So you could protect me from harm. Or I could be led into a bad situation, which you should tell me about right now while you have the opportunity. Oh, Ethan, honey. Who is have... Elizabeth, Claire? I, I don't know who Elizabeth is. You have a person. Who is perhaps? Elizabeth? How do I even know your name is Claire? Sweetheart, you are, you're, you're just being paranoid. Come on, let's find Kenneth. And, and get this party going. Because the sooner dinner is uh, done with, the sooner that we can retire. I'll, I'll tell you what. Why don't you walk in front of me two paces and take me where we're going? Let's go look. All I'll right. feel better. You'll feel better. And I can protect you much better that way. And she says, okay. And she does have a, a very form-fitting uh, dress, and uh, and the the view is uh, pretty good from back there. As uh, she <laughs> as makes I sure, will tell her. yeah, yeah, uh, she makes sure that the that uh, uh, the caboose is swinging pretty well. Now, while she's doing that, and we're going up the stairs, I will uh, slide the slide back on my 1911 that's on my my uh, breast holster my service uh semi-automatic service gun and uh take the safety off as we're going upstairs all right all right i mean you, i i, I find bad it, stuff to happen to you in the war huh well I, it also <laughs> i think that he would uh not be as paranoid if not for the message the message is what's making which is driving his paranoia okay uh, so yeah, you guys are on the second floor now. Uh, and so she kind of, she pirouettes and has her hands up and she says, where to now? Have you been up here before? And she looks around and she says, I've never been to this house before. Have you been here? No, no, this is a, a place I'm not familiar with. Well, let's go check uh, the closest door. But first, and I'll yell out uh, Connolly's name. Okay. Yeah, you, you yell out for Kenneth, and she yells out for Kenneth, uh, but there's no response. Okay. Uh, 
after you, my dear, I'll open two, three. Okay. Uh, so you go over to uh, two, three, and it is a bedroom. Um, and you can see that it's a uh, uh, very well appointed. Um, it is, uh, it's got decorations in there that uh, have like a, a forest scene. So there's, uh, there's some uh, green and brown wallpapers. There's pictures that have uh, a forest uh, uh, scene. There's um, knickknacks and whatnot, you know, maybe little figurines of, uh, of uh, animals and stuff like that. So this is, this is the forest room. And so, yeah, uh, Claire's looking around in here and she's like, you know, there's a, there's a wardrobe, you know, there's a freestanding wardrobe, there's a bed, there's like a little table, a little uh, uh, dresser with a basin on it. I'll step out of, uh, you know, I'm in the doorway. I'll step out two feet, you know, two, uh, uh, two feet and I will listen down the hallways around this door. I, I'm, I'm making sure that my somebody doesn't come up behind me. I'm okay. taking a good look around and I'm listening. So Claire's in the room, but you're yeah. standing in the hallway. I'm standing, I've just opened the door for her like a gentleman would, and I'm standing in the entry breeze between the, the room and the hallway and I'm listening like I would in the trenches. All right, go ahead and give me a listen. Of course, I only have a 10 listen for obvious reasons, so that's a fail. All right. Uh, go ahead and give me a spot hidden. Yeah, much better. Oh, missed. Okay. Uh, uh, 84 out of 60. All right. Yeah, uh, so she's in the room for a little bit and uh, says, Kenneth's not here. Should Can we try I do the next another one? psychology role? I'm going to ask her a very specific question. Hey, Claire, when we go back downstairs, you're going to be able to show me a driver's license, right? With your name on it. Uh, she says, um, I don't drive. Okay. How about an identification card to check anything that tells me what your name is? <laughs> sure. Sure, honey. Okay, I'm, I'm glad that we got that out of the way. She says, me too. Now, come on. Where to next? Next door? Yes. All right. Uh, and so she, she steps up towards the door and, and waits for you to open it. Do I hear anything? Do you? No. Okay. <laughs> Open the door. All right. You open the door and uh, she, you know, nods. Thank you. Um, and in this room, uh, you can see, again, it's another bedroom. And uh, it seems to be uh, decorated in like a, a nautical uh, scene. Uh, so there's all kinds of, you know, sailing uh, decor and wallpaper and paintings and stuff like that. But, you know, much like any other bedroom, also it has the freestanding wardrobe, a dresser, a basin, a bed. Uh, I'll say his name. All right, you call out for Kenneth. And, uh, and then she stops and she goes, 
Kenneth. And she calls out too with no response. Okay. I, I'll step into the hallway too as we go into the next room. Okay. And I'll say out loud, I am armed with a 1911 45 ACP handgun. And whoever is perpetrating or harming my friend or playing a joke on me had better know that I'm very trigger happy. And, Come out uh, now, and I'll give you the opportunity to live another day. And and no one comes out, and, and Claire says, she, she kind of gets close to you, and she says, that's pretty cool. <laughs> Go to the and next room. So when no I don't hear the judge. I don't hear any commotion, of course, because I failed. My, no, my this it's a very well it's a well built house with lots of good insulation. Um, okay, so uh, the next door, uh, so you go to uh, to two five, mm -hmm. and uh, and so she she patiently waits at the door for you to open it. Failed listen roll. Okay, what a surprise! Shocker! What though. a surprise! Yeah, and shock I'll, upon uh, shocks. Yes, uh, open the door. Okay. My pistol is out, by the way. Now I, I'm no longer concealing it. Okay, pistol's out, and she she does look at you and kind of points the finger and says, "Now you do be careful with that. Yeah. You don't want to hurt anybody. Maybe I'll let you touch it later." And then uh, she, you know, this coy smile spreads across her face. Uh, so you open the door to uh, two five, and uh, she goes in and starts looking around. Do you stay in the hall? Or do you stay yeah, in the hall? Always staying in the hall, watching okay. my back. All right. Uh, so she goes into the room, and uh, you can see the two five again, another bedroom. And uh, this one we're going to say is um, uh, it's it's uh, decorated in, in primary colors, uh, and so you can see that it's got some uh, warm. Um, uh, yellows and uh, and oranges in this room. Some real warm colors. Uh, so while um, she's in that room, um, you see uh, movement out of the corner of your eye uh, towards uh, like at the right where like room six and seven join in that corner. Um, you see something moving uh towards there and as you look do you look i assume you look oh yeah absolutely okay because you're 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 standing in the hallway right, right outside the door to two five and so right over there towards the corner uh, uh between two seven and two six um you look and you see something and it looks like it's as big as a panther and and but your eyes are having a hard time focusing on it as this creature that's like it's slowly moving and stalk it's it's like moving at a stalking pace. But this creature, it looks like it's a collection of of broken shards of glass that are sliding along each other. And you can hear uh, the the sound of glass sliding along glass. And this creature has four legs and a long tail and this uh, squarish head. Uh, but, you know, you try and look at it, but your vision 
can't focus on it as it, it keeps to continually like moving out of focus and refocusing in a different spot and this squared head kind of turns and looks at you and you can see that it's got these burning white eyes and it opens up its mouth and inside a burning white light is emitting from its mouth and it just has this growl and it says and there's like this blue mist smoke that's uh you know kind of cascading around this thing and then it, it suddenly it raises a paw it, it kind of growled at you then turned its head and it raises a paw and the paw this arm of like of like shards of glass that are sliding along each other this paw it it elongates and stretches and it goes up into the corner of of where the walls meet and it begins it begins uh, funneling itself into this corner of the, of the walls and it just kind of the bits of glass begin sliding faster and faster until this creature just just evaporates into the corner of the wall and then the blue mist just kind of it puffs and then it evaporates away. Give me a sand roll. <laughs> Eighty-nine. I think. Yeah, I think not. Yeah, that's a fail. Um, I believe your loss is. Roll a d20. Oh, ho, 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 ho. 11. Oof. 11 points of loss. Um, give me an idea roll, if you would, please. This is the one we don't want to make. Correct. That is a 92 fail. You fail. All right. Um, so you you have this unimaginable thing just kind of step past you, and it and it it growled and hissed at you, and then evaporated into this corner. Um, give me a luck roll. Forty-two. No, fail. You drop your gun. You drop your gun, and it goes off because you already had it, you know, chambered and cocked, safety off. You had it prepped and ready to fire. Give me another luck roll. Sixty-nine is a fail. Uh, what kind of damage does your gun do? A lot. D10 plus two. And I assume I'll be taking that in the foot. Yeah, or the shin. Um, so you'll take four points of damage as the bullet uh, blasts uh, through your calf muscle. Ooh. Ouch. Can I do and, a first aid? Uh, uh, well, you, you drop to the ground, mm -hmm. and uh, uh, Claire comes running out. And uh, and goes, oh my God! What's happened? What happened to you? 
Now, we have to hear this. I mean, this is all happening in a hallway. The neighbors heard that. (laughs) You guys heard the gunshot. Of course. He shot somebody. I rush upstairs. Okay. He just got attacked by an axe, and this is still somehow my fault. <laughs> uh, so I, you may attempt a first aid on yourself, but uh, due to the just lightning bolts of pain uh, going through you, it's going to be with a penalty die. So we run upstairs, and, and actually, actually, you know what? Why don't we? Why don't I we put a pause there? Because I think it's a better cliffhanger for you have just been shot yeah. and we can okay. pick it up next time <laughs> awesome awesome that description <laughs> of that creature was probably one of the best descriptions in any game i've ever heard that was awesome it was awesome <laughs> I, I oh and i wanted so good to you, you shot yourself yeah. <laughs> i also wanted to just real quick john i i watched your unboxing video let's uh, let's talk uh, about uh, that afterwards yeah after, oh, after okay yeah, Sorry. our players included Matt Ryan, Phil Greeley, uh, Jesse Apuente, and uh, myself with John Hook as the Keeper of the Secrets. We're currently producing up to four shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a rich listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. The cost involved with the show are provided almost entirely by our patrons. Without them, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. If you'd like to help support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar or two a month helps us a lot. You can find a link in the description below. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch the bell icon for updates on our latest shows. And leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answering any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh together with all the members of our gaming club inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure in the universe of H.P. Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck and good gaming.